Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. I hope that all of you are doing well. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, and I've actually come to a few conclusions today, which was a bit of a relief, but also a bit of a call to action because I've uh, realized over the last probably uh, eight or nine months that a lot of my belief system, I just realized, I just, I became aware of the flaws of my belief system and it has nothing to do with my religion or my church. It's to do with me personally, the way that I've come to understand what I believe. And I, um, I just had to spend some time to really think about it. And because of recent events, what's been going on, it's caused me to, to really think about it more, dig in deeper and try to find what I could understand to be the truth. And it's been a really difficult journey and it's definitely not over yet. But today, one thing that I really that I really concluded, what, or at least that I really um, started to realize was that my darkest enemy is myself. I was looking for some more clarity in what my belief structure was. And as I've said in previous podcasts, I, I definitely do believe that there is a higher being And I do believe that there is a God. And I've also just really, um, I've really been, I've been raised to, to strongly believe that and to fear that. And today it really occurred to me in a, in a very new way that I am a a very wretched person And I think that this is a feeling that a lot of people can identify with when you just like start to realize a lot of the thought patterns that you have or the way that you feel threatened by other people. And you start to wonder why, like when you start to feel frustrated by someone and you start to really dig into why that might be, you just start to realize that there is some kind of reflection of yourself in that. (laughs) And Um, and I really had to be honest with myself today and realize that I'm just not as, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not the person I want to be. So, um, honestly, it's very, it's defeating. It's very defeating to, to realize that because you feel like you've been putting in all this effort and then you realize that it's just, that effort has been kind of thrown into the wrong areas and, uh, and I've spent some time to wallow. I'm still kind of wallowing, but I'm also just becoming aware through the, through conversations with, um, some good friends that it is a call to action. It means that I need to change. There are certain areas that I know I can change in. And so 
now begins another journey of trying to change those things, change thought patterns, change behaviors. And I'm tired. I'm very tired. And so I definitely need to take some time off and regroup. Um, the last month has really taken it out of me. Like I haven't had any downtime really since I've been back from Ontario and it's long overdue. It's been really wearing on me and, um, I need to address that because that's also not okay. You know, it's not, um, this whole idea of being a martyr or, you know, being a mother is not uh, a good enough excuse to not take care of myself because when I'm not in a good headspace, which I haven't been for a while, then it just, it affects everyone. It affects my children. It affects my husband. And that's not okay. Like I need to be there for them. I need to show up like I do. And I need to be the best possible version of myself. And I know that that's said a lot, but I'm starting to really start to understand what that means. And it means a lot more than I've been giving it credit for. So it's time for me to um, acknowledge what I see and do something about it. It's been a hard pill to swallow. Uh, thankfully, I have people that love me and who will encourage me and who are encouraging me. And, um, you know, another, another perk to this, just coming to this realization is that, um, it gives me a lot more grace for other people you know how you sometimes get frustrated with other people's behaviors and you're kind of like, well, why are they like that? Now I just, I have such a deeper understanding of why I'm like the way I am just because I'm messed up <laughs> as I'm, as we all are. And we just, we just have our own unique ways of dealing with, of dealing with things that we haven't properly dealt with. And I have things that I just haven't properly dealt with and they're rearing their head. And it's, um, it's a very rude awakening. It's very, very difficult to, to actually open my eyes and say, yeah, I see that. And then do something about it. I got to do something about it. So it's making me very much aware of the fact that I do need a God and I do need a savior. So that's where I'm at. It's tough, but it's, I'm hoping that, um, it's something that a lot of you can relate with. And I, it, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope it doesn't feel heavy, but this is optimistically depressed. We're heavy over here. <laughs> so it's heavy, heavy topics, heavy subjects. And that's what's going on. But, um, I, I again, like, I again want to say that I'm very grateful for all of you. The fact that you listen to me and, um, that we can share in these conversations and grow together. And, uh, a lot of where I'm at right now is because of you. It's because I can have these open, honest conversations with all of you and we can discuss where we are in life. And I respect the fact that different people are going to come to different conclusions. That's just how it is. These are the conclusions that I am coming to. 
And if that rings true to any of you, like, I'd love to talk with you about it. If it doesn't ring true to you and you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I feel like you should be coming to a different conclusion. I'd love to talk about that with you too, because I think that's really important to not be afraid to have these discussions. And I have spent a lot of my life being afraid to have these discussions and I'm getting really tired of it. So let's, let's talk. Um, now on to the guests that I got to have on. I got to have Harry on. Very kind gentleman who is very happy. <laughs> um, yeah, very happy. Harry is, <laughs> he's like, he's, I, it was a very, it was a very enjoyable conversation that I had with him. He's definitely a thinker. And when he gets into something that he's been thinking a lot about, it's like all of a sudden he catches on fire and everything just kind of like comes out and it's so concise and um, you can just tell that a lot of energy has been put into thinking this through. And uh, it was definitely refreshing, encouraging. It was definitely encouraging. Um, it was nice having this conversation with him. And I know that all of you listening, um, I, I'm, I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of the same feelings that I did when I was having this conversation with him. Cause it's just, I think that it's difficult not to, I've been so lucky to have, to have had all of these people on optimistically depressed and each one of them has been so amazing. I don't know. Like, I feel like that is not common. That can't be common. But for me, it has been. I've, I've been able to have all of these really great and different conversations with different people. And each conversation has such a unique uh, way that it's unfolded and has been so interesting and has been a real pleasure. And Harry is not any different from that. Like, it's just been an incredible, like, it was, it was a great conversation. Sorry, a great conversation. And even after we finished the podcast, we sat and we talked for a little while. And it was like he um, kind of shared some more thoughts on even more topics with me. And it kind of like, it blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> you know how you can actually like physically feel like a little bit of a fuzz in your head when your mind's actually being blown about like a thought. I had some of that going on. So it was really good. Uh, and I, I know this is a longer introduction than usual, but I've just had so much on my, my mind lately. And, uh, I really appreciate all of you for, uh, listening with me and, uh, but that, that's it for now. That's all I've got to share for now. And I'm just, I'm very excited to now introduce Harry. And rap, I have, I have a few extra raps, but well, she needs, she, she needs oh, like a, She'll need like baby wraps, cause um, cause you gotta, cause you gotta protect the rest. Okay. 
it's uh, one of those things people don't think about because there's such tiny bones um, in your wrist, and if you don't punch right, right, there's there's these two, and then your wrist in general is not really designed unless it's aligned correctly, so you can hurt your wrist, but you just wrap it. It's like a guard. And then you're fine. You're fine. You're, you're, I, you're would, I wouldn't you, have thought of that. You can punch as hard as you want. It's Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because she, yeah. she needs that. I think she needs They just don't know what they're doing. I mean, kids are fine for the most part, but it's also just like good habits. Um, but, yeah, it's great. It was the best training ever. If... I honestly, one of my biggest regrets in life, not continuing boxing after I broke my jaw. <laughs> yeah. After you broke your jaw, you were like, I wish I would have just kept going. Yeah, my mom's like, you're never going to boxing again. Never. Oh, my God. I was like, Mom. I was like, uh, my self-confidence through the roof. I was in wicked shape because um, that was kind of right at the end. Oh, my God, you're so big. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was right at the end of my um, kind of uh, transformative years. Uh, I don't know if you've, pod through my Instagram at all, um, but I was a little overweight when I was younger. Okay. Um, you know, I came into grade nine at, at 240. Okay. Uh, I'm 210 right now in very different shape. <laughs> uh, in a very, a very different shape, very 210. Different. Yes. Um, yeah, you're very muscular. <laughs> this is a podcast, yes. Thank you. <laughs> For those listening, in case we've started, um, we're going to, we've started the podcast at this point. Yes. I will make sure that everybody knows Harry is very mm. muscular. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was just one of those things. I, I uh, it was actually I've learned subsequently that it was my mom had this amazing line because I asked her one day because she she knows basic nutrition. All moms are basic nutrition. I was like, Mom, like, why did you think it was okay for me to eat like two to three apple fritters a day? <laughs> you know why was that? Why was that okay? Because I remember apple fritters specifically, and she's like, without missing a beat, without missing a beat, she's like, you just looked so happy when you ate. And I'm like, oh my god, mom. <laughs> That is the most mother thing to say. I but, could see myself uh, saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You just look so happy. I just want just, you to be You just happy. want to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that was for me, that boxing was the end of my kind of transformative years of like learning to like deal with my body and, and learning how to actually work out and how to make a weight. So I had to get down below 200 and all the above. And that broke my jaw. And it's like right back to normal because I just ate pudding for like a month and a half. Oh, yeah. So many pudding, so many insure milkshakes. I had the worst skin. You know, I'm like 18 at the time and just the worst acne because everything's sweet and oily oh, yeah. and sugary. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that sucks. That's brutal. Mm. Oh, hey. So, hey. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Harry and Picard is also hanging out. And if uh, you didn't hear the last episode, Picard is my puppy. And he is also named after the best fictional character in existence. Mm, Yeah. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the Enterprise. Sir Jean-Luc Picard now. Yeah. (laughs) Rightly so. Mm, Yeah. yeah, Damn straight. (laughs) And uh, we're going to do some talking. Sweet. Yeah. So you broke a jaw. You're, you broke a jaw? You broke your jaw. Your I only did. jaw. The only jaw. The only jaw I had, yeah. I broke the only jaw I had in a uh, <laughs> boxing match um, when I was 17. Uh, they uh, they gave me way too many Percocets. Um, that didn't have a negative impact, but it made me realize that, wow, that's terrifying that that's what they give to people. And they just handed out. Handed out. Like, it wasn't even like, it's just like, here's two weeks of refills. Here's like, you know, like... 50, 60 pills in total. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. And I'm like, I'm lucky I was like kind of a good kid. You sell that. Money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Good money. 
But we're not thinking about a business that we're going to start on the we're side, not, so there's no need to worry. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm very busy these yeah. days. Um, yeah, very busy. I found more and more I've kind of thrown myself into like my work and working out and stuff to more or less just distract me, I guess. I don't know yeah. if it's a distraction, but, uh, just keeps me focused, keeps me going in in, this, in one direction. Um, something I've been realizing all lately. I, I played rugby for about fourteen years of my life um, since I was in grade nine. It was like all encompassing. It was that it was that thing in your life that kind of um, I, I use the term like dragnet, but just kind of pulls your life towards a direction. So, oh, I yeah, like that. yeah. Um, it's just it's something I've I've recently learned uh, that that's what it was for me, um, but. Uh, I, I, you notice it with a lot of other people. You have you have things in your life that you know everything is directed towards it. Whether it's your free time, your exercise, your diet, your social time, everything is kind of pointed in some way at something. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the direction that you're facing. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, it's weird. It's nice when you have one. Uh, I currently don't, so I feel, you know, kind of like a. You know, for a while, it was just a boat going in one direction. Now I'm just like in the middle of a lake being like, what's up? <laughs> what do I do? Where do I do? Okay, yeah. so what happened? What happened to change that? Yeah. Um, well, so I stopped playing rugby. Yeah. I, um, it was a lot. It's, it's pretty tough on your body for sure. Um, and then I was in the bar world at the time. And so rugby is really inducive with the bar world because games are you know noon or one and you finish like finishing a game showering and going right to the bar at like five o'clock having like freshly bruised face is not is not good (laughs) uh and so it was between that and the coach at the time and me me and me didn't get along very well okay so I was just like you know what I'm just gonna take a little break you know give my body some time to heal and then you know I've had time to heal I'm in a job now that I could fully it will work totally fine with my schedule, and now I just have no desire, which is really weird because it was so much of my life. Like, uh, I started a rugby club back home in Ontario, fun fact, but Harry. Um, no way. Yep. Uh, at our height, we had 200 members. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So we had – in Ontario, it's a little different than here. Um, in Ontario, they have uh, age groups all the way up. Here, it's just basically high school men's or high school women's. Uh, in Ontario, they go under 14, under 16, under 18, under 21, men's, you know, all the above. So at, at our height, we had 14 through men's. Uh, I was coaching at the time as well and playing. So my life was just like full rugby all the time, everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then so when you moved out here, how long ago did you move out here? Uh, let's see, four Nine years ago, uh, when I moved out here, I went to Acadia. I played at Acadia, and that was pretty all-encompassing as well. Um, just captain of the team, and, um, you know, it was just kind of absorbed my whole life because it was a lot more competitive, and I got to really delve into my competitive side. So it was just like eat, sleep, train, breathe. Season's over, okay, off-season, train for next season. Uh, and that was four years. Uh, and then when I stopped playing at, at Acadia, uh, I was playing briefly for the provincial team um, here, just keep more in the competitive. And then, I don't know, it's just like, I need to stop. I'm just, I'm so distracted with this puppy. It's so soft. <laughs> he's 
He's uh, so soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's uh, one of those fidget spinners. He's just like, <laughs> he's just just like, like, he can't stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah he, that's what he does for me too. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and then it just, I don't know, it just kind of, kind of stopped. You know, I was, I think it was a combination of things at the time. It was like things I mentioned and it was also, um, uh, the, the girl I was dating at the time, their relationship was, was pretty consuming. So I just think they didn't feel like there was a place for rugby with, with me. And now it's just like, I don't have any desire to go back, which is weird. It's just, you know, something that you love for so long. So such a huge part of your life. And now it's just like, not, Yeah. I don't want it back. And you don't want it back. No, no. I, uh, I've gone to a few, seen a couple games and hung out with some of the, some of the old crew, um, and it's just like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty happy. And summer's off and having fun is great. How long ago was it that you stopped playing rugby? I stopped playing rugby, I guess, three summers. I, I, I go by seasons because it's hard to go by years because you right. go by yeah, rugby. Yeah. So, so it'd be three rugby seasons ago. So we're coming up on the third. So one, two before that. Um, yeah. So I, I, strangely enough, I also think it was part of, um, I think it's part of grow, maybe not growing up, but kind of learning who you are. Um, yeah. For, for me, for sure, um, you know, when I was 14 and, and just got into rugby, uh, I, I was this very kind of socially awkward, very heavy set child <laughs> um, that didn't really have a place, you know. Um, you know, I didn't really fit in with the super nerdy kids, and a lot mm-hmm. of my friends were all jocks, but they all played hockey. I can't skate worth, worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and I was just like, didn't really know what to do. And, and then I, I finally found a sport that I could excel at. Uh, and so I just kind of folded my entire pos- persona around rugby. Mm-hmm. That was that was me in and of itself, you know, um, which is real weird. And, and that carried on through university. That was just like, I was just like captain of the rugby team, you know, lift weights. I had a mullet. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was awful because I have very curly hair. I don't know if you can see me. The hair is very curly. So it's not, it doesn't, the mullet didn't fall down. It was just a tuft at the back of my head. Like a sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet amazing. fur ball. <laughs> sweet fur ball yeah. at the back of your head. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, but that was, you know, I just folded this kind of, uh, I'm going to, can I use the word douchey? I'm going to say it. Yeah, go douchey. for it. I had this, this, this douchey persona. <laughs> just folded around. I mean, I'm, I'm sure any listener uh, can understand and has met uh, Chad in their day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What yes. is with that name? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry if there's a, a listener whose name is Chad and you're I, actually a nice you're person. You're probably awesome. You're, you're probably great. I, to this. I really hope that you are because you really gotta you gotta pull the late weight for a lot of yeah. those other chads out you there. Sh- that just... sure do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tough nut to crack on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've I haven't met a chad that wasn't douchey. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And I don't understand it, why it's just that name, but yeah. And uh, so so that was just kind of this persona I uh, I built. Um, you know, it's just like the douchey kind of ladies man, had a mullet, all the above. Uh, and that's who I thought I was for the longest time, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and it only has been up until recently, probably last year or so, that I'm like, wow, that guy sucked real bad. Really, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that just isn't my cup of tea, 
you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a much more relaxed, very very weird, nerdy person than uh, than I'm a Chad. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that. Thanks. Yeah, mm. I appreciate that. Yeah. If you're a Chad and you're not a knob, please send us a message. Yeah, yeah, please. That'd be great. Do you go by Chadrick? Maybe <laughs> it's long form your name. Just yeah. force people to only call you Chadrick. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. Please do that. Yeah. So then, okay, yeah. So you've had this big change then, mm-hmm. and you've lost a part of your identity that you don't want back. Yeah. And so now you're... So would you say you kind of like feel like you're spinning or is it more that you're Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a pure death spiral. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know that feeling. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of there too, actually. I wonder, um, what, what, what does it feel like to not be spinning? Like, just to be like super focused and not wavering or being okay with the wavering. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I I've been, I've been on the other side of it for sure. Um, it was when I was in this kind of, uh, rugby and, and sports focused world where, um, it, it was, that was my whole life. You know, I'd get up, train, eat, go to school, come back, train, eat, go to bed, watch games get up train eat and that was that was it for like full seasons it would be like a five-month block you know partying just training and eating in school and uh it's crazy you yeah know, you did, did nothing I, just, I don't I have no memories from that time besides like highlights and games but wow. everything else is gone wow it's not a yeah which is weird yeah and so, like, right now then, like, what, what are the new parts of your identity that you're starting to uh, really discover, aside from being kind of nerdy and... Oh, incredibly nerdy. There's no, <laughs> there's no kind of about it. No, I, I, think, I think nerdy is so endearing. It is. I'm a huge fan of uh, the nerdy. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite, uh, I guess, lines, I don't know where I heard it, but I remember I heard it somewhere, uh, that nerdy... Uh, so the nerdy and weird aspects of people are, in, in my view, the one is the most truthful aspects, mm. um, because it's very hard to fake this w- super crazy weirdy calling your dog Jean Luc, um, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. They're very truthful aspects, and they're my favorite, favorite, favorite pieces of people. When I meet them, I always want to be like, "Tell me your nerd." <laughs> Give it to me. Give yeah. me your weird nerdy fact about you that you have, you know, 12 copies of a book or that you mm. have your dog's name Jean-Luc Picard or <laughs> whatever, whatever it may yeah. be. Cause that's like, that's you, right? That those are the like bits and pieces. Cause I find we always make this effort to put this mask on and try to placate the masses on who we are. Yeah. And then you have these like creepy, weird, n- nerdy bits that pop out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you know, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to name my dog after a Star Trek character. <laughs> you don't care. Don't care who says it. You know, I have a I have a Scottish cat tattoo on my leg. Yes. Yeah. It's great. I'm gonna to want to see that later. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. And do do you find that is there like any kind of difference in like the kind of like peace that you feel? Like, do you feel like you're at peace more with where you're at in the spinning, or is that not there yet? Or that's a tough one. At times, for sure. Um, 
I find I'm at I'm more at peace. Um, I, I yeah, I definitely do feel a lot more at peace um, when I'm with my friends, especially these friends that are fit me, really fit me. You know, mm. not 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 to say that my old friends didn't fit me, but it's just these new friends are really that the piece that I'm, the me that I'm trying to bring out and the me that I, I really feel I'm more like. Mm. You know, they're the weird nerdy people that want to watch weird movies and play Dungeons and Dragons and mm. play video games. Like those are those are my peeps, <laughs> right? And, and yeah. when I get to just kind of let my hair down and, and <laughs> be myself with them, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's I I've, I feel very comfortable and and happy, right? Oh, I I like that. Yeah. That's something that I've been kind of having to reassess in myself. Yeah. It's difficult. It's so hard. Cuz because you're also trying to strip away all of these lies that you've been telling yourself about yourself mm-hmm. for your entire life. Yeah. You tell yourself so many lies. Oh my goodness. Mm. I discover a new one de- like every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that was a lie. Yeah. And trying to discover where they were born. Mm-hmm. Have you come to any conclusions about where these certain personas? That You're really good at this, by the way. <laughs> but I just put that out there. You have these crazy poignant questions that I'm like, oh my God, you just gave me so many ideas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it... it there's a there's a long and short answer to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the short answer is is I, I feel human nature is that we always want to be wanted, mm. right? Yeah. You know, and it's way easier to find a bunch of people that like a super jock Chad. Mm. Super easy. <laughs> like I'm sorry, general populace, but like it's it's true. It's just you know. It's just, it's stupid. I hate it. I hate mm. that that's, that's kind of where we're at, but it is. Like, and it's way easier to have this big group of guys and, and, and mold yourself to just be this kind of bro mm. uh, than it is to find the, the eclectic weirdos in the corner. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and especially growing up, going through high school, it's, it's super tough because, you know, you know, being one of those collective weirdos, it, it's not fun. I'm sure most most people can attest to it that like it's not fun to just not feel wanted by by anyone, yeah. by you know sometimes your friends, uh, the opposite sex, um, mm. all all of the above. Mm. So I think it comes back to this inherent desire that we have to be wanted, and that's why we tell ourselves these lies and portray all these lies that. You know, you, you think, oh, I have to hide. Like, I have to hide that piece. No one's going to like that piece. Yeah. That piece sucks. Mm. That's my piece. That's my, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, uh, um, if I if I let this part of me out, who will actually accept me mm-hmm. and love me? And, and, and it's like we give this idea to ourselves of, like, this part of me is wrong. Yeah. And this part of me is acceptable. Does that come with everyone? I think everyone has that. I think so. Does it just vary greatly, people to people? Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like I meet people and they're like, "You seem so well adjusted. Like, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I don't know if you can swear. Can I swear? Yeah, you can. Yes. yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My mom curses like a sailor, so I always find it hard to, hard to <laughs> hold that back. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, the more conversations I have with people, everybody has this struggle with who they think they should be and who they are. Yeah. And I think that there's like such a difference between who uh, who 
well, obviously there's a difference between who you think you should be and who you are, but then there's like, there's who you should be. And then there's who you aspire to be. And I think, and those are two different things as well. And I think that I, I'm becoming much more hesitant to any sentence that starts with, do you think you should? Hmm. Because like you should, should, should I? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should just get rid of the word should. Yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. But then are you then you have to be skeptical of that sentence. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it puts us in a very difficult yeah, place very <laughs> making such a statement. But it's something that um, the more people I talk to, and I've I've had the privilege of talking with some people that would be who who would be someone that I would consider on a large scale quite accomplished. Yeah. And they've opened themselves up and just been very real about the fact that they also have those same struggles. I think it's so common. It just isn't talked about, so we don't think that it's common. Yeah. But another thing um, is vulnerability. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let's talk about vulnerability. Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) God, you're so good at this. Uh I have never been one to uh, let myself be vulnerable, for sure. Um, it comes from growing up. Um, so I grew up, my, my parents split up when I was very young. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was a very awful person. Uh, okay. So my mom got full, full custody. Um, no contact, no nothing. Uh, and fast forward to 21, and he died. What, 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 what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how did that make you feel? So crazy, like a crazy person. Um, and also, yeah, yeah, it did. Um, cause I was just like, I don't know how to feel cause my life didn't change. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you would be feeling like it should have yeah, changed. Absolutely. And it didn't, right. There's no, you know, from day before to day after besides, you know, a, a shutting of a door that I never expected to go through in the first place. It just existed. Now that door is just closed permanently. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, no change. And it was weird too. I went to the funeral. Uh, as, as calm and, and very level-headed I, as I am, you know, I am, my brother's the opposite. He's uh, just crazy. Uh, I, I, pardon you, I, I don't like to use that word. Um, he is very emotional. I am, yeah. you know, growing up, and that's how I always was. Ever only since I was a child, I learned that like three or four months ago that from a young age, I was just this like little robot child that ate everything. <laughs> robot child that ate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was always even keel all the time. Never like super elated, never angry, you know, never pissed, never just like even keel kind of across the board. Um, I, I feel, I've always felt like I had to be cause, uh, my mom was going through a lot and she, she was the best yeah, superwoman for sure. Mm-hmm. 100 million percent. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, she was not super emotional, but she's an emotional enough person. Uh, and then my brother was just all the emotions all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, someone's got to stabilize this family and I guess it's gotta be me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay, so then that's where you got that, like, I need to be the, the anchor. Yep, yep. And 
And so then how did, like, so then when you're going to the funeral. Yeah, so my brother is, you know, beside himself for the most part uh, in, in in tears and inconsolable and hugging all these random Italians. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah, it's Italian, he's super Italian. I was like, is this a mob movie? Like, someone's <laughs> going to roll up with guns? Like, it's hilarious how Italian these people looked. Like, it was so funny. Okay. Uh, food was great afterwards, by the way. Okay. Really nice. That's excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I'm just con- thinking the whole time, just contemplating everything that's going on. And like the odd tear would drip down. I'm like, that's strange. Carry <laughs> on. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, peculiar for sure. Did, was it, did it come out later? We still have yet. To come out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like. Yeah, I guess not. No. Because do, do you feel like you've processed it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. One, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because. It's yeah. a really tough thing to process because because, you know, uh, it, there's so many layers to it. There's like okay. Um. Your dad said that's a layer for sure. And you're like, okay, you never knew anything about him at all, layer. Yeah. Um, he had the opportunity to reach out with you, reach out to talk to you for three years, never did. It's yeah. another layer. Yeah. All of his past transgressions towards your family, layer, just is, it's like onion. Yeah, sh- that is an right? onion. Right? Seriously. Put some Shrek up in this. Yeah. Smash mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Smash Mouth reference. Mm, yeah, thanks. Um, may I ask if the death was sudden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very sudden. Yeah. Um, liver failure? Question mark. Liver failure. Yeah. He's a stubborn Italian man. Refused to go to the hospital. Classic Italians. <laughs> and so it wasn't something that he knew was coming? Not really. I mean, he always struggled with his health because of... Um, you know, kind of the, the life he chose to lead. Right. Um, but it wasn't something that, you know, it wasn't cancer or something that was long off. It was just like he got kind of sick and then he got really sick and then he died. Okay. It was, it was like two weeks he got sick and then two weeks later. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I got a phone call from my uncle and then I'm just like, oh, oh my God. And I made the craziest person decision. Oh, sorry, I keep using that term. Um, no, it's okay. um, I, I decided to to tell my mother in a shopper's drug mart because I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, I had to tell her. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm driving. My uncle calls me. I'm like, okay, I gotta find my mom. All right, let's go. So I find my mom, and she's in the shoppers. Uh, and moms know. Moms know. They, they do. They know when something's up. Yeah. They know it. They can feel it it's like, like a snake they can taste your skin cells <laughs> i didn't know that that's what they do yeah yeah i didn't know I that i was a small child weird kid reference uh, i had a weird obsession with uh, dangerous animals I, re- I you know those speeches you gave mine was on snakes and reptiles and how they're super cool what? yeah yeah they're great uh we, we jump back. I, I can jump all over the place. Um, yeah. yeah, so so I find her. She's like, yeah, I'm a shopper. So you can come find me. So I go in the shoppers, and I'm just like, Mom, how are you? And she's like, what's going on? And I said, oh, well, my dad's dead. He died last night of liver failure. And she just drops like a sack of potatoes in tears. And I'm there. I'm 21. 
my mom is crying. Everyone's looking at me. And in my head, I'm like, you could have waited. She got in the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? What is, what is wrong with you? Just wait five minutes. Just wait in the parking lot till she finishes in shoppers. You don't have to go in and get here. But like my brain at the time was just, you need to tell her immediately. There is no time to wait. Now is the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird how your brain doesn't function normally when you're in this kind of, in that kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. So. So I told her, and it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was very, it was a very weird scene. You know? Yeah. Um, it got me back in touch with that side of my family, which is, I guess, a, a blessing for sure from it all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very peculiar. Um, and I don't know if I've processed it yet. Probably bits, probably not a lot of it. Do you, do you find yourself resisting the feelings? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm very anti-feelings. I've always been, because, because I was a robot. I was a little robot child. Robot child. Yeah. I think that like, and I know that everybody processes feelings differently. And like, I know, um, I have, a couple friends that wouldn't show their feelings like they don't show their feelings and so I'll be like you don't feel anything but it turns out they they really do feel it and mm. they and they so they feel it they process it but it just looks so different from yeah everyone else but I'm wondering if in this situation you force yourself into not feeling absolutely yeah 100 million percent um yeah logic it's always logic it's I've, I've Vulcan, I feel like a Vulcan sometimes. Wow, yeah, I love yeah. right? Numbers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've always been. I, I've always logic my way out of everything. I always find. Uh, I think it was part of kind of having to be that rock grown up, and then seeing what just absolute turn the tap wide open emotions can do with with uh, with my brother. I was like, that seems silly. You, know, you should just have your emotions checked. Anger makes no sense. Sadness makes no sense. Just like logic. Logic makes sense. There's no use crying and there's no point in being angry because like stuff happens. It's life. Yeah. Yeah. Since I was really young, because I remember I asked my mom about it uh, not too long ago. She's like, yeah, you just, we're always straight and narrow. Just thinking. Always thinking. Always thinking. Yeah. So then when, like, when's the last time you felt like a strong emotion? Oh, oh, uh, last time I felt one. So I'm now going down this journey of emotions. Okay. Ooh, been, so yeah, you're starting to discover. Yes, yeah. It's been, uh, about eight months, eight, nine months of, of emotions. Ooh. Uh, they're insane. They make no sense and they're very hard to base in logic cause they don't, they're not logical. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm struggling with that desperately. Okay. You're, I'm going to have to say this. So um, a podcast that just came out. I, when this comes out, it will be last week. Mm. Um, I had Michael on from Accepted Media, and he talks about the feeling wheel. The feeling wheel. Yup. Google it. It is incredible. Okay. Because it actually breaks down the sections of each emotion. So, for example, I'm going to look it up right now because... Um, it's just, I'll be able to give you a clear example of okay. this. I'm into it. Anything, any wheel reference that I can use sounds great. Awesome. Okay. So say that you feel sad. Yeah. So that could be because you're lonely or vulnerable. You have despair. You feel guilty or depressed or hurt. 
And those could break down to like you're hurt because you feel embarrassed or you're depressed because you feel empty or inferior or you're guilty because you're remorseful or ashamed. And it like breaks, it keeps going. Interesting. I, yeah. And so it like starts like with the base emotions of sad, disgusted, angry, fearful, bad, surprised, happy. And then it just basically goes off like out from there and it is... A very large wheel wow. with many emotions. So many emotions. This could help you pinpoint. It's a lo- kind of logical. It's, you know, I mean. See, I that sounds interesting, and I'm sure I will use that. But I don't, see, that's not the stuff I struggle with when it comes to emotions. Because I can logic a lot of my reasoning of where I'm, where this is coming from. You can, okay, okay, so you know where it's coming from. But the problem that I find with emotions is that, like, you can you know where it's coming from. You're like, I'm sad because of X. You know, okay. my cat died. That makes me sad. That yes. is loss. That is remorse. That is sadness from that. Okay. Just like, why do you have to feel it? Like, why is it there? Like, it doesn't make it. It's just gonna stay there, and you can just think about it and try to work at it, and it's just gonna sit there and stare at you in the face. Be like, you're gonna be sad right now. <laughs> Deal with it. And you're just looking at it. And you're like, how? When is this gonna end? And there's no rhyme or reason to when it's ending. You can try to move up. You can try to keep doing things, distract yourself, or you can, you know, face it head on and be like, fuck you, sadness. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's going to run its course. It's going to do its thing. It's going to, it has its mind of its own. And that is kind of terrifying when it comes to emotions because there's, there's some stuff that you just don't want to feel. You don't want to feel envious or jealous or sad or angry and 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 to just it's it, i just don't enjoy the feeling of just like you just have no control of when it begins or when it ends and it's just going to keep running in the background all the time so why don't you want to feel those i don't know because they're because because you don't have any control of them yeah i mean like yeah this is the, this is ultimately the question because this is like oh oh sorry about that no actually i think that's, that's you something on the computer Okay, great. Yeah. Nice. So, um, you don't want to feel it. Can I pick and choose? <laughs> I, I know, I wish. Right, I know. Interesting. You know, okay, how's this for some answers? Let's, let's come up with some answers, see if we can. <laughs> or uh, okay, or sure. discussions, points of discussion. Yeah. When you feel emotions, it allows you to more accurately feel empathy for other people who are going through the same emotions. Yes. Mm. I Like the thing is, I, I feel like I can logic my way through the empathy. You know, I understand the emotional part of it, but and, like you're just doubling up on the sadness. You're doubling down on the sadness. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is the other side of where I get a lot of this from. So um, just a sidebar. So when I was 16, I had five of my friends die in a car accident Oh my gosh. Quick sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, But I just figured that would make like kind of roundabout in terms of like logic. Yeah. Um, And it was crazy. Oh my God. It's the craziest time of my life. My whole, the whole community exploded basically. Not, not actually. No, no. Just like like, in emotion. Yeah. Just so many emotions. And my friends just went a million different directions. Some of them like went off the deep end and got into drugs and alcohol. Some of them just went super straight edged. All kinds of relationships went up and down. It happened, didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. 
it was so nuts. Still to this day, most people haven't dealt with it. Definitely. A lot of people haven't dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, okay. So, like, quick side, quick, quick sidebar is not going to be a quick sidebar, but no. carry on. Yeah. So, so then your encounters with emotion have been like extreme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super extreme. So, it would make sense that you would be like kind of protecting yourself to like soften yeah. the blow of those yeah. emotions. So, yeah. now that you're starting to let them back in again, yeah, that totally makes sense that they're like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I have to feel these? Wow. Yeah, that's extreme. Yeah. It's a okay. Lot. No, no, go ahead. No, no, it was yeah, it was it was a lot. It was uh it was super crazy. Such a crazy time in my life. Yeah, we were I was in grade 10 and uh the the other guys were um either 1 year older than me or 2 years older than me. Um there was a weird I think there was like seven sets of brothers that were uh 2 years apart in school. Um, like it was, it was very strange. So, and then I ended up playing baseball with most of their younger brothers and hung out with them for the most part. And especially cause me and my brother's relationship at the time was strained at best. Um, it was nice. It was just like little communities, like little family that I had garnered over, let's see, nine years, Wow. nine years, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it all just kind of went up in flames. Um, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> say, wow. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, okay. So this is, this is the normal reaction. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Well, yeah. yeah. So then, and how long did it, like, would you say that you're still processing that? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you'd ever stop processing. I don't think you would. No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's something that's just always with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't anything nefarious either. It wasn't like drunk, drinking, driving. It was just um, patch ice across the road. That's it. Oh, my gosh. They were going moderately too fast, you know. If it's an 80, they were going close to 90. Everyone goes close to 90. Uh, yeah. Or above. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're ever. Gonna, I'm never. I'm never gonna stop processing that. Um, for sure. Uh, it doesn't weigh on me nearly as much as it did when I was younger. Okay. For sure. Um, but it's still like it's still tough. Um, you know, every every, every year around the anniversary, um, my social media kind of erupts, and I'm just like, oh, we're right back in it. We're just yeah. delving right back into the sadness. Right, which yeah. is tough. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine, and it doesn't make sense. No, zero percent. Yeah, I've been becoming a bit more familiar with the things that don't make sense, just like the wrong things that happen. Yeah, and we we just naturally need to make sense of these things, especially like look who I'm talking to. Yeah. And so when it doesn't make any sense, it's just kind of like, well, what do I do with this? Just like sit in it, hang out with it, make friends with it. I don't know. That's the weird part I find about emotions. You can't, there's no logic to them at all. You know, there's no logic to, to why I should still feel this sad. I mean, yeah, it was, it was awful. It was a terrible tragedy, but you know, it was that long ago. I mean, yeah, maybe a little sad, but it shouldn't like kind of hit the depths that it does. 
And then there's the other side of the spectrum when it comes to emotions that I am still struggling with. It's like love and feelings and those kind of things where like you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, this person's fucking amazing. And like you get become weirdly obsessed with them and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, you're like, and your brain's just like, stop doing it. You're making an idiot of yourself, Harry. And I like, can't, too late, <laughs> doing it. Fuck you. I'm not going to listen to you. You're an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's it's strange. So that's that's my yeah, journeys right now is is just learning to kind of embrace them and and, and roll with the punches when it comes to emotions, you know. Cuz you're not going to you're not going to launch your way through them nor I don't think there's any correct solution to them. You just mm. there's no you can't have to face them head on or or you know, work through them. You can work through something as best you can. You can work through you know, loving someone, you can work through being sad about something as best you can. Pick it apart, piece by piece. Analyze every aspect to it. Draw, you know, plus and minus this chart. Doesn't matter. When it's all done, you're still going to feel the way you're going to feel. Your body's going to feel the way it's going to feel. Your mind is going to make you feel that way. Mm. So you just kind of have to deal. That is so beautifully put. Thank you. Thank you. My mom will be jazzed about that. Yeah, she's a, she's a writer. And, uh, yeah, both my mom and my grandma. They're both uh, very eloquently spoken women. Uh, my grandmother passed away as well when I was like 20, 22, 23. Uh, she was, oh, it's okay. She was she was the coolest lady ever. She graduated first woman U of T Law. Fun fact. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, oh, super wow, bad. Awesome. Yeah, she's super badass. But where I was getting this point anyways is that um, when I was growing up with her, um, she always used very, very proper English and make sure we spoke very proper English from when I was like nine. So I was this little weird nine-year-old that spoke the same way I'm speaking right now when I was nine. That's awesome. And it was cool now. Looking back, I'm like, wow, I would have gotten bullied. Oh, oh <laughs> wow, my grandma, like really setting your kid up for some beats. You know, <laughs> like... Setting up for some beats. Yeah. Yeah, that... Um, I was actually um, had a conversation with someone earlier about um, how difficult it is to 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 actually communicate the way that you're feeling mm. because because feelings are abstract yeah and um, so when you're trying to put like words and labels on them you're not going to do it justice not even close that said. I think that you actually do quite a good job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I can remember. I remember seeing you know, got to get down those weird YouTube rabbit holes. But and, you know, more of the story is just that your emotional side and the side that is that has your logic and speech center yeah. aren't two hemispheres, right? They're not. They're not the same hemisphere. So you're never going to be able to accurately describe feelings because it's not. They're not. They're not Did touching. Because they're not touching. <gasps> yeah. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, weird. Okay. So, okay, so we put some of those things together. We've tied some of those things together. Tied a few of those things together. So now I'm just I'm just going through it all. It's yeah. uh, It's been a journey for sure. Do you find that, like, you're kind of, like, creeping the door open bit by bit to the emotions, or did you just fling that thing wide open? Ooh. Uh, uh yeah. I think it goes through phases for me, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, sometimes I creep 
creep through it. And other times I'm just like, oh, this seems great. I'm just going to boot the door and see what happens. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's worked out well. Yeah. Most times not. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think for me it's just making peace with that you need to go through all of it. All, you need to go through the happy times, you need to go through the sad times, you need to go through all the emotional bits and pieces because that's how you learn who you are and become a better version of yourself and kind of the person you were. I don't want to say meant to be. I hate that. I hate that saying. Just the person you, you want to be. Mm. Right. Ooh. Wow. Okay. So at the beginning you were talking as though you didn't quite understand why you have to feel all the emotions. Mm. And now right now you're saying exactly why you need to feel all the emotions. Yes. Yes. Maybe I, uh, at the beginning, I, I understand why. I don't want to. Like I don't, yeah. there's like my, my logical friends like, this is dumb. You're being dumb. It's way easier to just not have emotions and just kind of coast through life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I've definitely learned that it's a lot better for yourself and everyone around you and just your future to just embrace it. And, oh my God, you're so, you're so cute. This dog just moves around sometimes and melts my little heart. <laughs> I know, he's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, go yeah. Ahead. No, nope. go ahead. Uh, yeah. So it's been a, it's been an interesting journey for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've I've learned a lot from you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. And so then, uh, so this is a question I like to ask everybody. Yeah. Uh, what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? Oh, to be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it would be. I'll wait till these are moving. Okay, thank you. This is the one last kick. Great. Um, <laughs> to be happy most of the time and to surround yourself with uh, with nice people. As my mom always uses the term nice. <laughs> uh, she has a lot of quirky sayings. But yeah, to be happy most of the time. Because uh, being happy all the time is insane. You're not, like, that's impossible. You can't be happy most of the time, all the time. And then if you are, you have nothing to compare it to, so you're not happy. Wow. Yeah. 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 So you just being happy with the majority of your life and then the bits that you aren't as happy with a- actively working towards making them better. They're not going to change overnight, but you know, if whatever it is, if it's your job, if it's the way you look, if it's the way you feel, if it's your living arrangements, whatever, doesn't matter. If you're just piece by piece, step by step working at it, mm. Well, the rest of your life is going pretty well. I think that's that's good for me for mental health. I love it. Thanks. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Anytime. And to everybody who's listening, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Yes, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yeah. You're I, I like you. Thanks. I like you too. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. Just everybody, I think I could probably speak for Harry as well when I say this. This is what I say at the end of every of every podcast, but it's something that I so deeply mean. Mm. <laughs> so, but everybody that, uh, you know, wherever you are, just know that I'm sitting here and Harry is sitting here. Oh, yeah. Loving you. Love the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have a lovely night, morning, afternoon, evening. Whatever. Whatever it is. Just a little bit of love in it. Just a little bit of love in it. Yeah. And we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah.
Bye. Bye.